I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and this is Dying to Ask. Podcasting can be funny. Every once in a while, I get caught off guard with how an episode resonates with our audience. Last week, for example, I had an episode with one of my favorite guests, Amy Schmidt. She's been on a number of times from the Better Than Gossip podcast. And the episode that we sat down to record was about accountability partners. While I had her on Zoom, we also recorded a TV segment about empty nesting. And it was one of those topics that she was doing a little mini TV tour about. So I thought, yeah, let's let's record it. We can run it in our morning news. And the interview ended up being so not what I expected that I asked her on the fly if we could just do 10 minutes of just audio to use in a podcast, do a bonus podcast. So I published that on Monday. And here's what surprised me. That episode totally resonated. And I knew it was going to be a good topic when I came off the set after we promoted it. And I ran into Hilda, our wonderful web producer, who immediately told me that it had really caught her ear because it made her think about her parents in a different kind of way. And then not even 30 seconds later, I run into one of my directors, Doug, and he said that it resonated with him that it kind of touched him because his daughter had just moved out. And there's this meme that I've seen on Instagram lately that says, check on your friends with college kids. They're not okay. And apparently that's legit. That's true. (laughs) It's the real deal. So if you're going through any kind of transition in your house or you know someone who is, maybe share that episode with them and see if it can be helpful to them. I'm going to be going through it in my house, hopefully, in about two years. So I'll have to remember to play that for myself when the time comes. Today, moving on to today's subject. Today, it's another Ask Fitz episode. So we're going to tackle a question that I get asked a lot. In fact, I was at a dinner last night and I was asked the question by probably four different people. The question is, how do you get up so early? Now, we did do an episode on morning routines back in May of 2021, if you want to go back to that one. And that show is really popular too. But I think I need to update it because I feel like the pandemic has really thrown a lot of things out of whack for people, including what time they get up. So today, we're going to focus specifically on how to wake up, especially if you are not by nature a morning person. Because here's the thing, very few people just wake up, can't wait to take on the day. So today we're gonna break it down to the total nitty gritty. We're gonna talk about everything from how to set alarms, how often to set them, what kind of alarm to set, and what to do the second you get out of bed that will lessen the chance of you crawling back into those warm covers. I'm not saying I can turn you into a morning person. I mean, I don't work miracles. But I do think that along with some of my coworkers who are going to help me with this, that we can have you getting up earlier to hang with the AM crowd the way we do life. We have some things that we do that I swear work. I know they work because people show up every day to put on the news. (laughs) So today on Dying to Ask, how to wake up early. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I thought I had seen and covered it all. Then came coronavirus, a pandemic, anchoring in my living room, homeschooling my kids, and all the things that come with COVID, including a vaccine. It was supposed to get us all back on track and living our best Instagrammable lives. Best lives-ish. The reality is we're still untangling what life looks like in a world post-pandemic. A lot of people describe a sense of never-ending overwhelm and anxiety. Is that just what life is like now? Or are there ways we can get back to living in the now? And this season of the Dying Desk podcast is asking how we can hit the restart and start living again.
Years ago, I was asked by a former boss to help mentor a new reporter who was having a tough time waking up early enough to get to work on time or on time-ish. Her preference was working a night shift. And in news, a night shift means that you don't go into work until three o'clock and then you work until midnight. So that basically means, and I say this from experience back when I worked a night shift, you could kind of wake up whenever you felt like waking up as long as you got in by three, which was not super hard, not a heavy lift. But considering that I get up several hours before the sun, it was kind of a weird ask of me to teach her how to get up to be somewhere at nine o'clock. But I said, sure. And I should probably point out that this person doesn't actually work at the TV station anymore. She doesn't even work in the business anymore. And I am not the reason for that. (laughs) She just decided to get out of it and do something different. Anyways, she asked me, how do you get up so early? And my answer was very simple. I set an alarm. That was a little blunt for her little matter of fact, and she took it a little offensively. I didn't mean it like that at all. I was actually being quite literal because it is what it takes. I set an alarm. Actually, I set several alarms, but the biggest part of waking up early is figuring out what does it take you to get out of bed, especially if you don't have the luxury of waking up whenever your body wants to. And if there's one thing that our morning news team is good at, other than award-winning news, weather, and traffic, of course, it's getting up early. So here's a sampling of what it takes Team AM, as I like to call us, to get out of bed and into our newsroom. I'm going to start with my podcast partner, editor extraordinaire Brian Lau. Brian works a true overnight shift, and he has for his entire career at KCRA. Before, it was setting two alarm clocks. Now I'm waking up an hour before two hours before. Oh, you've hit the time where you're actually just waking up on your own? Yeah, well, because I'm so screwed up that <laughs> my body's messed up now from okay. all those years of waking up early. How many years have you been waking up early? 24. Okay, 24. yeah, that would be, that would do it. Okay, so practice in your case. Uh, what do you mean practice? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's one way to get used to getting up early, not maybe the most efficient if you need to start getting up quicker, but that is one way you can do it. You just get used to it. Next up, we have morning executive producer, Danielle Wilburn. You get up at what time? I wake up at one. I get up (laughs) at 1.45. So how do you wake up? Like what what will actually wake you up and get out of bed? Multiple alarms. And then the thought of, oh, I have to be there before the 4 a.m. So let's get up. (laughs) So it's fear of one of us calling you. It's fear of someone calling me. Yeah, that's the worst. Right, that is the worst. Yeah. How far apart do you space your alarms? And what kind of alarm do you set? So the most annoying is a quacking duck. What does it sound like? (laughs) <laughs> see, not, what, see what i did there this. yeah no we're not doing this no 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 um you're not gonna get this somewhere on me uh, right right is it like that something like okay. that um but the first one is that annoying duck sound and then when i hit snooze it gets more annoying we go from a regular ringing alarm like the traditional alarm then you get the doorbell then you get the car horn it gets increasingly worse Not going to lie, I would not still be married if I had alarms doing what Danielle's does, seriously, but it works for her. It's what she needs. And now I know why she's a little jumpy around doorbells. Next up, Adam. Adam is another one of our amazing producers. And like all good producers, Adam has a plan. Like all great producers, 
He knows how to fire someone up. In this case, that someone is him. Check this out. I do a different thing. Um, so do you want the the shift from the weekend into the week or do you want like week day by day by day? Because it's very complicated. Yeah. I just want to know like, what does it take for you to get up in time to come to work? Okay, so. At yeah, what time? Okay, so I get up around like 10 or 10.30 p.m. Um, and I um, make my coffee first. I just like throw that in and hit the button. But how do you actually wake up? Oh, how do I actually wake yeah, up? Like, what wakes you up? My alarm. I have a couple set. <laughs> you know, I, I hit the snooze a couple times. Um, and then I, you know, look at my phone for a little bit. Um, you know, that usually gets my brain going. I'm looking at Twitter to see what's going on in like the world. And, uh, and then I, after that, I kind of just try to sit up a little bit, and then I'm like, okay, I can do this. So there's and a negotiation and a pep talk. There's a pep, there's a negotiation, pep talk, and like some coddling there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like you're okay, you can do it. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's exactly how it is usually. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for coddling and giving yourself a pep talk. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate. It. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. I'm I try to be nice to myself in the mornings the most, so yeah. Self-care. <laughs> Self-care. Eileen Javora is going to be the last step here. We have worked mornings with each other off and on for eh, probably about a zillion years. Eileen is a meteorologist. She's a scientist. Her approach at getting her butt out of bed early relies on revving her circadian rhythms. Here we go. My alarm process, I definitely always have a backup. I will not be able to fall asleep unless I know I have a secure backup that the batteries are working. So I have my iPhone that wakes me up. Is that the first one? That's, it depends. Very early, I actually choose the backup one to, to wake me up. If it's okay. on the later side, because I have different shifts here, but if it has to be really early and it's like 1.30 in the morning, I actually choose the backup one to like blast because that's my louder one. That's battery operated. I check the batteries often because that's like my go-to. And then the iPhone is kind of there like, I don't know how I wouldn't wake up to this battery one, but the <laughs> iPhone is there. And then I switch it up if I've got to wake up a little later, but it's the iPhone and then a battery operated like, you know, you twist the arm on it to get the alarm to the certain time. It's very old school. Old school. Traditional. I love it. Um, how many alarms are actually set? Two. Just the two? Just the two. Can you snooze on one of those? I can snooze on both of them. And accidentally, sometimes I do snooze it and thinking I turn it off, I hop in the shower and all I hear from the shower is this beep, beep, beep. <laughs> oh no, I snoozed it instead. Followed by your husband, Island. I know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that actually happened this morning. Hmm. Hmm. You better make a nice lunch or something when you get home. Yeah, I've got to apologize to the whole yeah. family because you can hear it wide and far in the house. I mean, like, once you're actually out of bed, how do you talk yourself into the morning? Okay, two things I have to do. One, turn on lights. Like, I immediately turn on as many lights that I can that doesn't wake everybody else up. The other thing is immediately I just walk right to the shower and turn it on. Like, I do not even, I turn the lights on, I walk right into the bathroom, close the door, turn on the shower and I let that start to steam up and the, it, you know, the, the luxury of standing in a hot shower in the wee hours of the morning kind of gets me in there. And then once that happens, I'm, I'm good. Would college age Eileen back at Monmouth College oh, ever have believed a, that your bangs would not be big and B, <laughs> that you would be able to get up at this hour? No, I know I've always been an early riser, but like the 5 a.m., 6 a.m. early riser thing yeah. is my thing. The 1 a.m.-ish is, no, I don't think anybody's early riser-ish, but no. I want to thank all of my colleagues for 
playing my reindeer games there. I should point out that I went up to each of them with an iPhone that had an Amazon lavalier mic plugged into the bottom of it. And I was just holding the little lavalier mic up to them. And I literally approached them and said, can I ask you about how you wake up in the morning? Not a single one of them hesitated. And they all said, yep, sure. I mean, that's the kind of people I work with. Find yourself people like that. That's also a good tip. All right, so let's get started talking about the alarm. So tip number one is gonna be to find something that works for you that is not going to annoy your partner or roommate to the point that you create other issues because then getting up early is going to be the least of your concerns. So you just heard a whole bunch of alarm stories from different people. And the truth is it's going to take you a while to figure out what will wake you up in the least offensive but most effective way. And it does get complicated if you have a partner or a roommate. So my husband, for example, light sleeper, I cannot snooze because once he wakes up, he is awake. And when we got married, I had like this traditional blaring alarm. So it was, you know, oh, not good. But what I discovered was I had a Palm Pilot phone. Do you remember Palm Pilots from like 15 years ago? They were super cool until they weren't. But for whatever reason, the alarm on the Palm Pilot didn't wake him up. So for more than 15 years, I nursed this old Palm Pilot alarm. I mean, like, I was so careful with this thing. And I used to joke, when that phone dies, I'm going to have to quit. Guess what? It did die about two years ago. And I decided that quitting in a pandemic because um, your Palm Pilot alarm doesn't work anymore was kind of a weird reason to resign. So, um, you know, I moved on. And what I discovered turned out to be kind of a game changer. I now wake up to the vibration on an Apple Watch. So it's the haptic option. And a lot of smart watches have some variation of this. And it's a nice way to wake up. It's as nice as it can get at like two in the morning. So I set several alarms. They're all 10 minutes apart. You can snooze if you want to, or that's your thing. But I love this vibration on your wrist. It's a little like Pavlov's dog or one of those e-collars that you train a dog with. But I find that I'm less resentful of the alarm as I get up because I don't have that sound going off that you associate with my night of sleep is done. Now, I do have a backup in case for some reason the battery on the watch dies or, you know, whatever. So the backup is actually my work iPhone, which has a traditional alarm setting on it, and it's set for 20 minutes after the watch alarm is supposed to go off. And I just get up. So Danielle has her ducks and her traffic and her doorbells. I have my buzzing wrist. And for me, that is working just fine. So step number one, find your perfect alarm. Step two, and you are not going to want to hear this one. It's a biggie. Don't snooze. Don't do it. You want to do it. You probably did it this morning, but don't do it. You want to get up early? get up early. You have to reframe how you look at snooze. Now, I know a lot of people, and you just heard a little of this, build in snooze time so that they can reward themselves with another 10 minutes of sleep. Sometimes you you get up and you just, you feel like death. (laughs) Maybe like that extra 10 minutes, that snooze, maybe it'll work. Sometimes it does. Usually it doesn't. But I would argue that if you're routinely banking on that snooze time, what you're really doing is creating this situation where you're cheating yourself of quality sleep that you're leaving on the table. Don't interrupt it. Resist the snooze. 
Step number three, Eileen touched on this, step into the light. If you have to get up early, the worst thing you can do is shuffle around your house in darkness. It is so hard to start feeling alert if you can't see anything. So turn on some light. It's those circadian rhythms. Your body craves that sunlight. You don't have to blast it, that hurts, but some light will help and you can turn it up as the minutes go on. And you're basically just telling yourself, hey, it's time to start waking up. And this is especially true in the winter when it is darker later, or also in parts of the world where it's not very sunny period and people are prone to seasonal affective disorder. So here's one idea. Maybe this would work for you. It's kind of a twofer. There is an alarm clock that wakes people up with light. Have you seen this? So the clock is on the bottom and then there's an orb on top. And what happens is you set it, say you set it for 6.30, about 15 minutes before that, that orb would start lighting up and it would be brightly lit within the 15 minutes by the time the alarm is supposed to go off. Now, I have a teenage son who does not wake up to alarms, like does not hear them. I was actually like that as a teenager as well. So I bought that fancy alarm clock and I will tell you, it had zero effect on him. Nothing, nothing works with him. But maybe it would work with you. It's really cute. Um, but at least in our house, it did not work. So step one, pick an alarm that you can live with. Step two, don't snooze. You'll thank me later. Step three, let there be light. Step four, hydrate instantly. We all wake up dehydrated in the morning, every single one of us. And you want to feel alert, but if you're sleepy, you're unlikely to, to get that like real kind of natural feeling of feeling alert without drinking some water. Caffeine doesn't do it. It really doesn't. Not right away. If you want to feel better quicker, drink a glass of water. You want to make it fancy? Add a lemon to it. But have the water before you have the coffee. So my habit, because you know I'm all about attaching a habit to something, my habit is I actually leave a bottle of water or a glass of water next to my bed and I grab it as soon as I turn off the alarm and I get the feet on the floor and I'm shuffling to the coffee machine and I'm turning on the light, I drink the water. Like I have had the cup of water before I've even like made it to the coffee machine. It wakes me up. It's good for your digestion. It's good for your skin. Blah, 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 blah. We all need to drink more water. So drink that cup of water first thing when you wake up. Step number five. This is a biggie. You need to accept that people feel bad in the mornings when they get out of bed. Very few people wake up feeling amazing. Getting up early for the most part is not fun. The people who do spring out of bed feeling super excited about the day, there's a word for them. It's retired. They're the ones who wake up when it's good for them, for the most part, and maybe feel super, super rested. Chances are you're a little bit more like me. You're getting up early because you have to. You're a parent, you're an employee, you're a student. You have things you need to do, and that early time of day is when you need to be awake to start doing those things. It's not always fun. And feeling crummy is kind of part of the deal of being a human being sometimes. But finding a way to get yourself up with the least amount of diaper rash is just an easier way to live.
and it sets you up for the rest of your day. I used to work with this guy in Des Moines, Jason. I used to fill in on the morning show. I was a weekend anchor, nighttime anchor, but I would fill in on the morning show now and then. It was back in the time when I said, I will never, ever, ever work mornings. Oh my God, famous last words. <laughs> but I remember Jason used to say, because I would complain about having to get up so early. And Jason would say that getting up early was five to 10 minutes of hell for an afternoon of heavenly freedom. That was a slight exaggeration, but all these years later, I do get his point. The thing is, if you can make those mornings just a little less hellish by doing a few simple things, isn't it worth it?